Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is WEEI Late Night with KJ Carson on WEEI. When you're when you're not shooting it well, what do you do to play at that MVP level and do other things? Still impact the game. Still rebound. Try to you know get deflections, get steals, get blocks. You know, um, set guys up. You know, set screens. Get into the lane. Find somebody that's open. Still have my imprint on the game, and ultimately just find a way to win. You know, that's that's what's most important. You know, we're playing extremely well right now. And we're trying to keep it up. So, you know, at the end of the night, look up and we won. You know, I'm, uh, I'm satisfied. Late night, WEEI, it's KJ. Thanks so much for hanging out. 617-779-7937. The text line 37937. That's Jason Tatum after last night's victory over the Thunder about, look, even when the scoring isn't going, I know the importance of making sure of getting the W. And I credit Jason Tatum of having that attitude going back to the finals where in the game one he had 12 points and like 12 assists and they won the game. And people were screaming that we need more points from him. And, and the Celtics proceed to only win one more game in the finals against the Warriors. I think that when Jason Tatum is able to have his hands on many things, the Celtics are only better. Now, granted... When it comes to the MVP conversation, I don't know if anybody else is in that conversation with Jason Tatum at this time right now. Maybe Giannis is in there because, but but that's a that's the same old song. You're getting something from Jason Tatum where they don't really have a front court that can rebound, and Jason Tatum is your leading rebounder. Joe Braverman, thank you so much for being here, man. Always good to wrap with you. We're gonna have fun tonight, as always, here on late night. So I appreciate you being here, man. Of course, it's a fun. It's a fun time. I watched that game, and it was so. I was so down. But then Scal kept saying on the broadcast, like, "Oh, they're gonna make a run. They're gonna make a run." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah right." But it's Oklahoma City. But you know what? I'm here to give the Celtics their flowers. They're 11 and three, and really to start the season, the only team that was hotter was the Bucks, who had started like nine and zero. Then they've lost a couple in a row. The Celtics have now won seven in a row. And and the thesis that I've had here all all really since the season has started is that this is going to be the Milwaukee uh Boston revenge showdown. I think if there's a narrative in Milwaukee is if we had Chris Middleton, we beat the Celtics team. The Celtics say, "Hey, we beat that team in Milwaukee by the hair of things," right? Like it, even though the Miami series went to 7 games, that Bucks series said if you can beat the Bucks you can most likely get to the NBA Finals. It's almost like the Bucks are the team to beat in the East, no matter else who else has a magical season. 
Now, I, I will warn you, though, that it is November 15th, and so I understand having your flowers for the team now. But my God, last year at this time, the Washington Wizards were 10-3. and November 15th. Yet, November 15th, the best team in the East was Washington, followed by Brooklyn, Chicago, Miami, Cleveland, the Knicks. You remember them? Philly, Charlotte, then Boston, who was 7-7 seven and seven at the time. Now, like I've said, the good thing about this year is that we don't have that November malaise that you saw last year that started to carry into December. And I'm a person who says, you know, look, December 25th kind of tells you when the season is starting to crank up, right? Last year, Brooklyn was one, Chicago two, Milwaukee three, Miami four, Cleveland five, Washington six, Charlotte seven, Philly eight, Boston was nine at 16 and 17. So again, it doesn't really shake out. Even you get to January 31st, Chicago one, Miami two, Philly three, Cleveland four, Milwaukee five, Brooklyn six, Charlotte seven, Toronto eight, Boston nine. And by that time, the Celtics had a winning record. Now when you get to March 15th, Miami 1, Milwaukee 2, Philadelphia 3, Boston 4, Chicago 5, Cleveland 6, Toronto 7, Brooklyn 8. That's pretty much how the Eastern Conference shook out last year, except for the Celtics would end up catapulting to the number 2 spot on the very last day of the season. One day last season where the Celtics in first, and only one day were they in second. But they get to the, they get, they get to the NBA Finals. So while it's good to see the fast start now, you do have to understand that some things may catch up with this team. But again, it's about giving them a flowers a little bit, right? So here's uh, Jalen Brown on even when there's bad play, they're still getting the wins. Tonight was a, a resilient win, a tough game to win. We didn't shoot the ball very well. And that OKC gave them credit. They just kept driving it, driving and driving it down our back. So tonight, you know, we got a great performance from our our point guard, Marcus Smart, and we just found a way to win. You know, good teams find a way to win games like this. And tonight wasn't pretty, um, but we found a way to win. But you can't do them against, you can't let bad teams get life. Oklahoma City is going to be in a forever rebuild. They have this neat system, I think they do with their team, where their cap number is so low that they literally have enough money to pay back everybody like $3 million on the team and would still not meet the full cap. <laughs> so imagine playing for a team, you're like, man, we have nobody on this team, but the good thing is they cut us a check each for $3 million just for the, they're, they're what they call an under-cap team, like a, a under-the-minimum-cap team. So when you play those type of teams, and you saw that sometimes it happened last year. If you remember a couple times last year, the Pistons had the Celtics number. You're like, what's going on? This year, that's not happening. Oklahoma City, that's not going to happen. So those are good signs because you didn't see that happening last. You didn't see that happening last year, and they're getting it done now. Now, if there is a bit of a concern, is at some point the Celtics have to get their opponents' points per game to come down. This is it's kind of getting out of hand. This year, the Celtics averaged one fourteen. Um, uh, the the opponents averaged one fourteen last year. It was one oh four. This year, they lead the league at one twenty. And last year they were only last year Celtics were scoring one eleven, so nine points more scoring, ten points more giving up. If you want to put it in perspective, and I think this is where kind of the defensive mind of MA comes in. Last year's score would have been one eleven, one oh four, and that's three possessions. This year's typical final score is one twenty, one fourteen, and that's only two possessions. 
So even though there's higher scoring, giving up the 114, ah, you can't do it. But thankfully, the scoring is helping from guys who are coming off the bench and playing well. In fact, here's Marcus Smart on his impression with the bench play that's been ex- pretty pretty exceptional. What's that like when you're out there? You, you just feel like you don't have it. Maybe you're kind of like you're running in mud, and then they come in. What does that do for you guys physically? Everything. I mean, it it gives you the energy you need because when you see those guys, you know, you're happy for them. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, you're filled with adrenaline, and all of a sudden, you get that second win and say, you know what, I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep going, and then, you know, the mud starts to loosen up a little bit, and then – now you got one foot out of mud, and, and now you can get your other one, and now you're off rolling. So when those two came in, that's exactly what it did. It allowed us to get one foot out the mud and then get our other one out as well. Yeah, we'll hear from Peyton Pritchard shortly, who suddenly is just suddenly now needed. I remember a few weeks ago you were writing him off saying, like, he's trade bait now. That's, it's still November 15th. And that's not. And, and here's the other thing, and this is what we know in this industry. Sometimes you could be on at a particular point of the day or night and you'd be really good and you're just setting yourself up for the next job, right? Like you always perform once you're on, whether you get two minutes or you get 20 minutes or you sit for two weeks, you've always got to be ready. So that doesn't change my thoughts about Peyton Pritchard of him potentially being trade bait. If anything, he might be more valuable the more he gets to play, you know, because when Brogdon comes back, those minutes are are, are seriously going to come back down. But hey, at least you, you, you know that you're ready. Other teams can see that. And look, I'm not trying to trade them off tomorrow. I'm just saying, you know, there are going to be some pieces you're going to need down the road, and you would want Peyton Pritchard to have some value, and then this next team that he may go to want to keep him and increase his value and his worth. So good for Peyton Pritchard. We'll hear from him shortly here on WEEI. 617-779-7937, text line 37937, KJ Late Night here. Thanks much for hanging out. Again, the point scoring from the from from the opponents has to come down. The Bucks and the 76ers are number two and number one in points allowed at about 107. So let's say the Celtics are scoring their 111 last year, and let's say they're getting in around 105, 106, then the defense is about at that same spot. I know Robert Williams isn't there, but I don't know if that number comes down a full 10 points with him in there. So they've got to get back to this defense soon because only the Pacers, Pistons, and Knicks give up more points per game in the East. That's crazy. Last year's worst opponents, uh, last year's worst opponent scoring in the East were the Hornets at 114. So literally, what the Celtics are giving up to the points is what the Hornets did virtually every night last year. So again, I'm sure this is the conversation that's happening. The defense still has to tighten up despite, you know, Brown and and Tatum averaging like 56 combined a game, which is absolutely sick and beautiful at the same time. Uh, Look, the three losses, the Celtics gave up 120, 132, and 114. So, like, that cannot continue to happen if this team is going to continue to have a strong run. Like, you would love to see it from A to Z. And you almost wonder if because of Joe Mazzulla is is in there as the interim coach, is the – up-tempo scoring game that every player in the every player in the NBA wants to play. That I, I I don't know too many NBA superstars that are like I love the back to the basket game. That the up-tempo scoring game is more of the players and less of the coaching. And and I hope that doesn't become something that's a brick wall down the road. But here's Coach Missoula on getting the win despite shooting poorly from outside. 
Yeah, I mean, it goes back to, you know, mindset and the stuff that we talk about managing, mm -hmm. you know, what's going on in the game, you know. And you just have to ask yourself those questions to build an awareness to how the game is going. And we were getting great shots on the offensive end. And I thought, especially in the second half, we didn't allow our lack of shot making to affect our defensive effort and execution. And to that, to me, is a sign of growth of a team. Yeah, they want to run and gun. And I think while that's great, you're going to tend to miss more of your threes down the road than you are going to make them. And because of the lack of size, you know, it's pretty much one and done when it comes to the shot. There's not going to be a whole lot of offensive rebounding. Though Peyton Pritchard suddenly became, you know, Moses Malone on the glass. But I, I, I'll tell you what, in a couple of minutes, I, I have some really good news. Of there, There's a comp. There's another one. I looked, I was like, could this team be as great as this particular Celtics team? You'll be shocked which which team that is and how many similarities they have. That's coming next here on WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Still to come, we got to talk about the Patriots. Uh, is this an elimination game? Is this almost like hunger games between the Jets and the Patriots? That's still to come. But right now it's time to trend. Merloni, Fourier, and Mego. Weekdays, 2 to 6. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Patriots' bye week is over as they begin preparations for the New York Jets. Small roster move the Patriots made earlier today. They have released wide receiver Lil Jordan Humphrey from the practice squad. And by the way, Pro Bowl voting opens today. Of course, it's the different Pro Bowl with the skills challenge and flag football, all that kind of stuff. So get your votes in for what Patriots you want to see. Matthew Judon, that's it. <laughs> I was going to ask. I feel like Judon's the only other guy, and then maybe like Nick Folk or something like there that. You there you go. There's your all-stars right there. <laughs> Those are your votes right there. Other NFL news, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup is headed for ankle surgery. He suffered last Sunday against the Cardinals. Cup will be placed on IR, but head coach Sean McVay did not rule Cup out for the remainder of the season. Expected timeline anywhere from four to eight weeks. The Celtics now sit on top of the Eastern Conference following their 126-122 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder last night. The technical foul that Jason Tatum received, which by the way, KJ, was absolutely ridiculous last night, was officially rescinded by the NBA according to Gary Washburn of the Boston Globe. Celtics return to action tomorrow night in Atlanta to take on the Hawks as they try to make it eight straight wins. The Mitchell Miller effect isn't quite over for the Bruins as they have hired former U.S. Attorney General Loretta Lynch to conduct an independent review of their player vetting process. In Red Sox news, pitcher Nathan Evaldi has declined their qualifying offer, as expected, officially making the right-hander a free agent. That qualifying offer was worth $19 million. Also in the MLB, according to Bruce Levin of 670, the score, former AL MVP Jose Abreu has the Red Sox, quote, high on the list of possible destinations for the free agent. The Sox, along with the Cubs, Marlins, and Astros, make up that list. And sticking with free agent first baseman Anthony Rizzo has re-signed with the Yankees, and managers of the year were announced in the MLB, the Guardians' Terry Francona, and the Mets' Buck Showalter. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. 
Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I mean, we all have seen it, you know, uh, and I think it speaks about, you know, the professional that he is when he gets his moments. You know, every single time he has gotten his moment this year, he's come in and made a big impact for us. And that right there goes to him as a player, as a professional, as his character. You know, he doesn't let, you know, the circumstances that he's in affect him. And um, that's what it's all about. Because on any given night, you never know, it might be your turn. So you just always have to be ready. And I'm constantly telling him that, you know, that, you know, I understand um, you want to play, especially go from playing a lot, you know, contributing to, to, to not playing at all in some games. It's tough, but, you know, and I'm just letting them know, you know, it's a business. It's, as much as you probably want to be here, just, just understand there's 29 other teams that are watching. Yeah. Crank that. Yeah. Late night, W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for being here. That's Marcus Smart saying, look, Peyton Pritchard is really starting to understand what it's like to be a professional in this league. If you're not a superstar, if you're a person who's, you know, trying to, you know, get your legs in the league, it may it may not always be with the team that you start with. And that's bis- and that, and that could be a good thing for business because you may end up being that key piece for another team and while that previous team says, "Oh man, we had him." That's what you want to do from a business perspective. You want you want to leave a stench behind so bad, not that you stunk up the place, but that you go somewhere else and they go, "Oh, like, the Lakers do that with Alex Caruso right now, even though I think Alex Caruso's been battling injury. I'll give you a better one. What about the Charlotte Hornets when they traded Kobe Bryant on draft day? Well, I understood that at the time because Kobe was never going to show up in Charlotte. I was in college at that time. He never was. Vadi Divac was actually a more desirable, known player at that time. They already had Glenn Rice. So, yeah, that made sense at the time. But I'm talking about, like, you had something, they're gone, and now you need it. Like, the Lakers have nobody who can make an outside shot, and there's Alex Caruso running around with headbands in Chicago getting paid handsomely, uh, even though he's going through some injuries. Like, they would. that's what you want to do. Hey, it doesn't work out here. You know, we got to move pieces here in L.A., and we don't have room for you. Maybe you go somewhere else. So the good thing about Peyton Pritchard is he's ready. And while... He may be a piece in something that the Celtics will need down the road. I'll get into that shortly. You know, the best thing you can do is be ready because if if you're not ready, and like <laughs> I don't want to use Romeo Langford as an example, but let's use Romeo Langford as an example, right? Romeo Langford had almost no value going out of the door, but if you're Peyton Pritchard, you clearly have value at least to ten teams in the league, and if you continue to show what you're doing now as Malcolm Brogdon is coming back and making his way back into the lineup. Now that 10 teams suddenly becomes 15 teams, maybe out West, you know, team needs a sharpshooter. And then suddenly you now have this championship level experience playing for the Celtics, now bringing it somewhere else. So now they're looking at you like, Hey man, what did y'all do? We like what you soaked up. We need you to bring here. So, I mean, good on Peyton Pritchard. It's not like I want to see him go in the way that I wanted to see and his freedom go. 
I wanted to see Ennis Freedom go because he was more on his phone than he was on the court. You know, I saw Ennis Freedom. He got more minutes on TV than he did in games. But Peyton Pritchard, it's like, I want to see him get it together. But I think now that this team has gone to the to the NBA Finals, you have to start looking at, okay, what pieces do... Because Blake Griffin is not a movable piece. I mean, you know, like, maybe you cut bait, but you'd still have to pay him. It's a one year. But, you know, Peyton Pritchard may be the most valuable underused player on the Celtics bench right now. Uh, and Well, up until, you know, the injury to Brogdon. So, in fact, here's Peyton Pritchard saying, look, this is, it's, it, it, I'm getting a, used to all of this. You had a couple of games like these. I know, I know you don't like talking very much about playing time, but like how, how challenging is it when you are having these performances um, to kind of feel like you deserve this every game, basically? I'm just going to stay professional, uh, show up every day, work, and uh, control what I can control. And that's that's all I can do. So, yeah, man. I look, I look. I love. I have some really good friends in Kansas City. When I worked in Kansas City, I was like, okay, this is cool, but I got to get out of here because, like, I just didn't feel like I was being used correctly or at all as much. And what do you know? I ended up in Atlanta. You know, like so. Sometimes things are better when you're when you're prepared than versus getting caught up in when you're not being used. And the reason why I mentioned Peyton Pritchett as a potential trade piece is because when I started digging around and saying, all right, so far this hot Celtics team, is there a comparable Celtics team? And I was like, nah, this can't be right. It kept coming up. It kept coming up. This team averaging 120 per game is seven points higher than the 87-88 Celtics team that lost to the Pistons in the the conference finals. Now you're like, it's a different game than KJ than it is now. Absolutely. Absolutely. But defensively, they rate just as well as that 87-88 Celtics team. Then I found something else that was fascinating. I was like, oh, it was like discovering the Matrix. Listen to these numbers. 8, 7, 6, and 11. 8, 7, 6, and 11. Bird was in year 8. Mikhail in year, year 7. Ainge was in age, year 6. Parrish in year 11. 2023 Celtics, 8, 6, 515. Smart Brown Tatum and Horford, 32, 34 years of experience. The 87, 88 Celtics, that core, 32 years of NBA experience. So there's a lot of similarities in terms of this team can go just as far as it had before. But the Bucks are number two this year in defense, and so were the Pistons in 88. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh. So this goes back to why I was saying, look. The Celtics have to bring down that opponent's point total because the Celtics were number one last year. Uh, Points allowed by opponents at 104. At 114, that's not going to get it done. That Celtics team in 88, they were ninth in points allowed. When when you go up against a team that gives up less points, they can kind of lock you down, and that's what happened in that series. I think the Pistons won that series 4-2. Still a great team, but also was the turning point for what the 80 Celtics dynasty would be, all right? Um, so you're like, okay, KJ, if you say these guys got to go, or you guys bring in, who do you have an idea of? So let me give you three names that the Celtics may look at in terms of getting another big that can, get, that can defend and offer some scoring to really kind of complement Rob Williams uh, and Al Horford, right? Because Al Horford is really burning minutes now, and you would want to get those quality minutes from Al later in the season instead of burning him out now, knowing that you're probably going to have Time Lord on a minute restriction. 
and you're not really getting anything from Blake Griffin, and you're not really getting anything from Noah Vonley. Or Luke Cornett, don't forget him. I, you know what? In fairness, I'm not even going to expect anything from him, though I, it's pretty interesting I'll mention him in a couple of seconds here. So the first person I've targeted is Nas Reed in Minnesota. He gives you nine a game, four rebounds. He's a free agent, 24, but he's the odd man out in Minnesota with Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert. So with those two guys there, you'd almost wonder, why would you need a third big? At $1.5 million, he costs less than Luke Cormett. <laughs> and his one-year option isn't fully guaranteed until January, so he could become available and you wouldn't even have to pay the full price of the salary. Ah, call him bronze level if you're doing like insurance plans. Silver level, Mason Plumley in Charlotte. Nine points, nine rebounds. He's in the last year of his deal. He's 33 years old, so you'd be looking at a rental. Eight million this year, but the Celtics could use the six million uh, Herman Gomez exception or the five million dollar Josh Richardson exception after like a quarter of the season is done where some of his salary's already been paid and you just pick up the rest. So Mason Prumley would be at the silver level, but I don't know, at 33, you're really just looking at a guy to probably try and win it this year. But money will free up next year. Now here's the gold one. and This is a risk, but I like it. It's Marvin Bagley III, not because his father graduated from North Carolina A&T like I did, but He's a slight risk, but at a good price at $12 million per year, and he still has two years left on his deal. When he's playing, it's 14 points a game and seven rebounds per 25 minutes and could be part of a two-headed monster with Time Lord to provide more bench scoring and less stress on Williams' knees. Robert Williams has only been about a 20 minutes per game player as is, and that might even slightly tick down or definitely not tick up when he comes back. And let's say you combine... Bagley off the bench along with Williams, you're looking at a combined 25 and 15 per night from the center position. And you still would have Al Horford playing his natural position at power forward. These are all players that you'd say, look, you would address the size. You know you're going to face Giannis. It looks like the 76ers will start to get things back together because I think Joel Embiid is a, is a little more comfortable when, when James Harden isn't in there. And as long as he can continue to, once he starts putting 59 up in a game, that means you're pretty much close to the basket. You're not shooting a bunch of threes. So I think the 76ers are one of those teams that will figure it out. I don't think Brooklyn will. Um, So I would say if there would be four, it would be Miami that would probably figure something out. You'd have to watch out for Chicago and Cleveland, but that's almost like a repeat of last year. Chicago and Cleveland overperformed and just dipped towards the end of the season. You know, Chicago's got scoring, they've got size, um, and that would that would be a concern for the Celtics. Bucks have size, Giannis, that's a concern. Miami, not as much of a concern because you would say Miami doesn't have the dynamic scoring. If Jimmy Butler's off, Miami's pretty much an average team. So um, if you get a big guy in there towards the end of the season not paying too much money, maybe Marvin Bagley the third. Mason Plumley, Nas Reed, nothing super, you know, over extravagant and just be realistic saying, you know, that your star center who's great at defense, great at shot blocking is going to be coming off of knee surgery. And you don't want to suddenly have to depend on him to get those defensive numbers down. Maybe this is someone you even get back in before Rob Williams gets here and start working them in there. I mean, the way Detroit is, 
with the rookie Duran they have and plus Isaiah Stewart. So they've already got a couple of centers in there. They're like, you know what? We believe in these young guys. And Marvin Bagley is now on the second team and just starting to get into the mix. And I guess there's some kind of noise like he's sick of not winning. And I'm thinking, well, you're in Sacramento, bro. You weren't winning then. So if there's a disgruntled player there, you might get something different out of him in a, in a winning environment. Mason Plumley, he's really established himself as a solid rebounder in the league through his years. You're not expecting the points, but you can get some tough grit out of him. Celtics fans would love him. And then Nas Reed is one of those type of players that are like, hey, look, there's really good cost here. Um, it could give you more than what you're getting from your bench players now. And you still have a, a whole, you don't have to keep him, and he's not a high cost. Um, So last night, let me get to this, because I haven't really even discussed this here on Late Night. Uh, here's Jalen Brown's comments regarding Kyrie Irving and the net situation. Do you have concerns about the like kind of the parameters that were set up for his return to play as far as just creating like a, a level of steps of things that have to be fulfilled? And do you think that something needs to be addressed in discussions over the next collective bargaining agreement? Absolutely. I think that I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before in our league. So to say that this is what is needed for somebody to return, um, we just thought that was excessive. You know, players thought that was excessive. So um, I'm not sure if that's going to be something that would be a, a CBA negotiation point or, or talking mechanism. I just know that the sensitivity, you know, on both sides that need to be addressed. And I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the union and the NBA and the Brooklyn Nets coming to a solution in the near future. Yeah, I'm going to have to kind of raise my hand to Jalen Brown, but not in a negative way and kind of a salute because – He's been under, let's call it subliminal attacks, at least five times. And I'll call it what it is. It started with here on this station with Megan Orlini, almost demanding that Jalen Brown get rid of his management right away. And I would say, like, those things take more than a five-minute phone call. Everything doesn't work the same for everybody. It's just the way that it is. And it started there. It ballooned on. Of course, Jalen Brown started to wonder about the kids that were at the Donda Academy and how they would get funded and people were coming at him. You know, a lifeguard would tell you that most people that they save are not in deep water, shallow water. Now, I'm not saying this is a shallow subject. Don't get me wrong. But what happens if someone seems to be drowning and more water is being poured on? Does it make it any better? And I think that's what Jalen Brown is saying about the Kyrie situation. Clearly, this is a situation where Kyrie stepped himself into a pool that has him drowning. But the question is, is it anybody's job to pour more water to drown him? Now, if if the goal is to drown and kill him, then just state that so that way it doesn't seem like it's under this guise of righteousness. Righteousness, right? So... I totally agree with Jalen Brown. Look, when the collective collective bargaining agreement comes, there's going to be this new itemized thing in terms of uh, punishments for things that happen, right? Like, if there's already a bar, why continue to move the bar? Because that's what we've seen happen with the Kyrie situation. That, okay, here's here's the goal line for this. Okay, they get across that goal line. Despite how you feel, they get across that goal line. It's not enough new goal line. 
Yeah, we should clear up that Josiah, I think, sent out a tweet saying, like, Kyrie hasn't done enough, and he's, like, not going to be lifted or reinstated from his suspension on the Nets road trip. We should well, just clear that out. Well, I think Joe I think Josiah should pretty much keep everything quiet inside of the ecosystem of the NBA. Instead of tweeting it out, he probably needs to let the NBA headquarters know what he's planning to do. If anybody's going to issue a statement, it should be David Silver because it's David Silver's league that he oversees. I mean, Adam Silver. Adam Silver. I'm sorry. I'm com- combining the last two. And so, you know, while it's kind of slowed down and, you know, the whole Kyrie situation, it's just so unfortunate uh, because <sighs> I just hate to see more water being poured on a person who's already drowning. I don't care who it is. I don't care what their mistakes are. I don't like seeing more water poured onto them to try and drown and kill them. And I think that's what Jalen Brown is alluding to, is that the additional steps that Kyrie has to go through are excessive. I agree. They are excessive. But something has to be done on both sides, right? Because... People have been run afoul. The league has been run afoul. And those things have to be remedied. But you have to create a solid goal line of what that's going to be. If that solid goal line ends up being a suspension for a full year, then that's what it will be moving forward, right? If that's what it's going to be. I'm not going to have a problem with that's the case. If Just state that's what it is. I just have a problem of kind of the, the adding on, the taxing of. It's kind of funny. It, it it's kind of similar to what you were saying about Ime Udoka and his situation of like right. of Pi- of like adding more information. It's like people just have to step back and leave it alone and let nature take its course. That kind right. of thing. So my thing is, if the desire is to kill and destroy, does that make you any better? Right. Like if that's what you want to say, because look, these players are the are are the targets of jealousy. They're the only people in our society. I've never heard anybody talked about a hedge fund manager being, oh, that guy makes too much money. What does he need with $30 billion in a portfolio? I never hear that. In fact, you know what I don't even really hear now? How a dude pretty much jets off with anywhere between $1 and $10 billion after creating some little toy over at MIT and dips to the Bahamas and maybe in Argentina, and nobody's really saying that dude's a thief. <laughs> That's not piling on. So, again, sports players, athletes, they're already the ire of a lot of people. I don't understand why they make that much money. I never hear anyone say, I'm impressed with how much in taxes they pay. Like, you realize that if you have, like, one NBA player living in your neighborhood, they probably pay the entire tax base for every single house on that street. And nobody on that street makes as much as they do. So if the desire is to see them gone, buried, dead, killed, and I don't mean like in a literal dead killed, but you just want to see them absolutely destroyed, then say that out loud, up front, kill the piling on. KJ Late Night, WEEI, 617-779-7937, text line 37937. Next... Would you rather either or more likely to? Joe, this is fun, man. It's next here on WEEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah. Late night. W-E-E-I. It's KJ. Thank you so much for being here on a Tuesday. Good gosh. It, this temperature is starting to, like, black coffee might be on point at this point because, you know, like, I don't need anything to, like, dilute it. Like, Joe, can you drink black coffee? Not ice, but just straight up hot black. I personally can't. I cannot. I'm one of those weird people. Now, here's the funny thing. I did not start drinking, like, most of my career I've done morning drive. And I would try not to drink coffee because around, like, 8.30-ish, you would kind of get the coffee crash, right? You're drinking all the coffee you can at, like, 5.45 in the morning. You're drinking some of it to the 6 o'clock hour. By 8.30, you're just kind of like, oh, God, just play the music. So I try not to drink it in the morning. But I learned that as time goes on, man, if I'm drinking a black coffee, in fact, that's how I don't lie. But my dunks order is always black coffee and just the the uh, flavored cream, the flavored uh, uh, sugar. It's no cream, but it's the flavored squirts, whatever. That's how, Yeah, I'm like weird. Who doesn't know that? All right, so far, remember, you can listen on the Odyssey app. It's free. Type in W-E-E-I-937. It'll bring you right here. You can play shows backwards, hear the day before, uh, hear special guests, podcast as well. Um, talked about, look, the Celtics deserve their flowers now. Just because if you're talking a year-to-date thing, last year at this time, the Celtics were trying to figure out who they are and what's going on and is this new coach working. Remember? Remember the M.A. is overwhelmed. That was kind of the conversation going on mid-November last year. I remember the December. talks already were like, oh, he can't do it. Get him out of here. He Get him out of here. You know you know, the, you know, what's so great about New England? There's no hair trigger in us here. We, we're we very patient. We'll wait We'll wait to see things out. You know, like, yeah, yeah right. That's, that's, called, that's called ironic humor. Yeah, so this year you had to start because if there was even a slow start and there's an interim coach, you know the screams would be like, oh, my God, Brad, come downstairs. Do something. And I, I still find it interesting, you know, especially that Jacques Vaughn was given the head coaching duties after two interim games. And Joe Mazzula's already won 11 of 14 games and is still the interim head coach. And it almost makes you wonder, is this going to be his team? Do the players want someone else? I would say there's a smaller percentage now that M.A. comes back. And, of course, like the $64,000 question is, does Brad come down for a year working with Joe until they find either someone to help Joe efficiently? So it's it's still kind of this weird dynamic. So I hats off to the team for playing as strong as they had, considering all the news that's been going on. 
All right, still to come here on Late Night, we got to talk Patriots. Their game coming up against the Jets. Uh, plus, <laughs> Devin McCourty kind of got, woo, that, that car veered a little left there. And might have, it's just a bit different, but it was a bit comments about some of the coaching staff. That's still to come. But it is now time for Hit It, Joe! Yeah. I love this feature. I love it. All right, three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen than either or? They can be in anything, sports, life. Here we go. All right, Joe, what you got for me? First question. So, would you rather, for the Patriots, hire Josh McDaniels to the Patriots as the offensive coordinator, but he takes over the head coaching duties upon Bill Belichick's retirement, uh-huh. or the Patriots stick it out with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as duo offensive coordinators? Ooh. Patricia comes back, but the promise of Ben being the next head coach, or try and stick it out with Patricia and Judge. If it's just for this year, oh, that's tough because I can't see Josh McDaniels being a leader of men with this team. I think if what he's shown in Vegas is that the narrative is that Josh McDaniels is the problem, and I don't think he is because if you're giving up four or five, ten-plus point games, that's not your offense. That's your defense. I think the two things that have happened that made Josh McDaniels look pretty bad here over the last three weeks is getting shut out by the Saints and being beaten by a guy who's never coached before in the pro or college level and was just on TV six days before, and you lose to him. So I just think the <laughs> the narrative looks worse than what it is, and even uh, 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 Davis, I always want to say Albert's son, said, look, nope. We still have confidence in Josh McDaniels. And the reason why I believe that they do is because it would cost too much money to let him go. So I'm going to shockingly bite my tongue and say I would rather stick it out with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge because at least whatever bad system you have, there is a quarterback that seems to get it, and maybe you find that out in next season's preseason. Woo, that's hard. Next one. I mean, Mark Davis said Rome was built in a day. It's going to take a really long time for that Raider team. Well, uh, I mean, now, well, now with 3D printing, you can do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Between the Patriots and the New York Jets, which team is more likely to win 10 games? Oh, and I'll get into it next hour that it almost feels like this weekend's game is an elimination game of a team that could be on their way to the playoffs and a team that definitely won't make the playoffs. If you're the Patriots, you've got the Jets, you've got the Vikings, you've got two Bills games, you've got a resurging Arizona team, you've got Vegas, and then you still have the Dolphins and the Bengals. That is a tough road seeing five wins in there. Jets, you can see. Arizona will be competitive. You might see the Raiders. That's two for sure. The Bengals are going to be playing for position. Woo! Yeah, Jets have Patriots, then Bears, Vikings, Bills, Lions, Jags, Seahawks, and Dolphins. To end the See, year. now that's where I might go with the Jets because they could beat the Patriots. That would be seven games. Eight games would be the Bears. Nine for Detroit. They could they could beat Jack. I'm going to go with the Jets. More likely to win ten games. Wow. 
All right, final one. All right, final one. Either or. Pay $22,000 for a pair of floor seats for Taylor Swift's concert at <laughs> Gillette Stadium. Or eat a pound of pig intestines, also known as chitlins, oh. at Thanksgiving dinner. Now, I do have to give you a warning yeah. that disease can be spread when not cleaned properly and undercooked. Yeah. Pathogens include E. coli and salmonella. Chitlins are often soaked and rinsed thoroughly in several different cycles of cool water yeah. and repeatedly picked clean by hand, removing extra fat, undigested ah. food, and specks of feces. And we're not talking about Taylor Swift there, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> they may then be turned inside out, cleaned and boiled, sometimes in baking soda or salt, and the water discarded. So Ugh. pay a lot for Swift tickets or eat pig intestines. Yeah. There are some things that I know behind the curtain involving Taylor Swift and her camp that goes back 15 years. And if someone said, I'll give you floor seats for free to go see Taylor Swift, I'm like, no. So literally, I would hold my nose and eat a pound of pig intestines before I would play $22,000 damn for a pair of tickets to see Taylor Swift at Gillette. I, yeah, call me... Call me to get whatever you want. I would risk the E. coli and salmonella than to avoid hearing some girl complaining about boyfriends from when she was in middle school. I get it. It's a phenomenon. I sound like the old man on the lawn. But ask a Jonas brother if they would go for free. And there's where you would get your real answer. <laughs> the second hour of Late Night with KJ next here on WEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.